You're listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. Out Loud Bible Project is on a mission to read the entire Bible out loud in a conversational and approachable way, so you can recognize your part in this conversation between you and God. Welcome back to the Out Loud Bible Project Podcast. Mike here. We're reading the Bible like we would have a conversation so that we can find our next best yes as a response in this conversation with God. It's a relationship with God we're talking about, and this Bible is is such a living, active part of it. And we are in the book of Proverbs right now. Proverbs was primarily written by Solomon, King David's son. And we haven't read his story in the podcast yet, but some context is helpful to understand the book of Proverbs here. See, when Solomon became king after his father David passed away, God had favor on him and offered him the chance to ask for any one thing and God would grant it. No tricks, no loopholes. And now we have to not consider God like a genie who grants requests, but In this one very specific case, God wrote Solomon a blank check, no strings attached, and it could have been wealth, power, world renown, even peace in the kingdom. But Solomon realized that if he was going to lead God's people well, he needed wisdom. And so that's what he asked for. And God was pleased that Solomon made that choice. And as a result, Solomon got all those other benefits as well. Now, It's not to say that Solomon always made the right choice or did nothing wrong. Wisdom is knowing what's best in a situation, but it doesn't mean that you're going to do it. That still is your choice. And you'll certainly face temptation to do wrong, no matter how wise you are. Even Jesus was tempted. Solomon had to learn some lessons the hard way. And this book of Proverbs is a collection of everything he picked up over the years. So when reading Proverbs, you have to understand that the writer literally saw it all. He had it all. He had everything he could possibly want. He tried everything. And as we saw last episode, he still said wisdom is more valuable than any riches on earth. So let's check out more wisdom from the perspective of the one man who had it all here in Proverbs 4 through 6. Listen, sons, to a father's instruction. Pay attention and no understanding, for I give you sound learning. Don't forsake my law. For I was a son to my father, tender and an only child in the sight of my mother. He taught me and he said to me, let your heart retain my words, keep my commands and live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Don't forget and don't deviate from the words of my mouth. Don't forsake her and she'll preserve you. Love her and she'll keep you. Wisdom is supreme. Get wisdom. Yes, though it costs all your possessions, get understanding. Esteem her and she'll exalt you. She'll bring you to honor when you embrace her. She'll give to your head a garland of grace. She'll deliver a crown of splendor to you. Listen, my son, and receive my sayings. The years of your life will be many. I've taught you in the ways of wisdom. I've led you in straight paths. So when you go, your steps won't be hampered. And when you run, you won't stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. Don't let her go. Keep her, for she is your life. 
Don't enter into the path of the wicked. Don't walk in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Don't pass by it. Turn from it. Pass on. For they don't sleep unless they do evil. Their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the dawning light that shines more and more until the perfect day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They don't know what they stumble over. My son, listen to my words. Turn your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the center of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to their whole body. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it is the wellspring of life. Put away from yourself a perverse mouth. Put corrupt lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make the path of your feet level. Let all of your ways be established. Don't turn to the right hand nor to the left. Remove your foot from evil. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Turn your ear to my understanding, that you may maintain discretion, that your lips may preserve knowledge. For the lips of an adulteress drip honey. Her mouth is smoother than oil, but in the end she's as bitter as wormwood and as sharp as the two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps lead straight to Sheol. She gives no thought to the way of life. Her ways are crooked, and she doesn't know it. Now, therefore, my sons, listen to me. Don't depart from the words of my mouth. Remove your way far from her. Don't come near the door of her house, lest you give your honor to others and your years to the cruel one lest strangers feast on your wealth and your labors enrich another man's house. You'll groan at your latter end when your flesh and your body are consumed and say, ah, how I hated instruction and my heart despised reproof. I, I haven't obeyed the voice of my teachers nor turned my ear to those who instructed me. I've come to the brink of utter ruin among the gathered assembly. Now drink water out of your own cistern, running water out of your own well. Should your springs overflow in the streets, streams of water in the public squares? Let them be for yourself alone, not for strangers with you. Let your spring be blessed. Rejoice in the wife of your youth, a loving doe and a graceful deer. Let her breasts satisfy you at all times. Be captivated always with her love. For why should you, my son, be captivated with an adulteress? Why embrace the bosom of another? For the ways of man are before Yahweh's eyes. He examines all his paths. The evil deeds of the wicked ensnare him. The cords of his sin hold him firmly. He'll die for lack of instruction. In the greatness of his folly, he'll go astray. My son, if you become collateral for your neighbor, if you've struck your hands in pledge for a stranger, you're trapped by the words of your mouth. You're ensnared with the words of your mouth. Do this now, my son, and deliver yourself, since you've come into the hand of your neighbor. Go, humble yourself, press your plea with your neighbor. Give no sleep to your eyes, nor slumber to your eyelids. Free yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, like a bird from the snare of the fowler. Go to the ant, you sluggard, consider her ways and be wise, which have no chief, overseer, or ruler, provides her bread in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. How long will you sleep, sluggard? When will you arise out of your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. 
so your poverty will come as a robber, and your scarcity as an armed man. A worthless person, a man of iniquity, is he who walks with a perverse mouth, who winks with his eyes, who signals with his feet, who motions with his fingers, in whose heart is perverseness, who devises evil continually, who always sows discord. Therefore his calamity will come suddenly, he'll be broken suddenly, and that without remedy. There are six things which Yahweh hates, yes, seven which are an abomination to him. Arrogant eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are swift in running into mischief, a false witness who utters lies, and he who sows discord among brothers. My son, keep your father's commandment and don't forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them continually on your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you walk, it'll lead you. When you sleep, it will watch over you. When you awake, it will talk with you. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life, to keep you from the immoral woman, from the flattery of the wayward wife's tongue. Don't lust after her beauty in your heart, neither let her captivate you with her eyelids. For the prostitute reduces you to a piece of bread. The adulteress hunts for your precious life. Can a man scoop fire into his lap and his clothes not be burned? Or can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be scorched? So is he who goes into his neighbor's wife. Whoever touches her will not be unpunished. Men don't despise a thief if he steals to satisfy himself when he's hungry, but if he's found, he shall restore seven times. He shall give all the wealth of his house. He who commits adultery with a woman is void of understanding. He who does it destroys his own soul. He'll get wounds and dishonor. His reproach will not be wiped away. For jealousy arouses the fury of the husband. He won't spare the day of vengeance. He won't regard any ransom, neither will he rest content, though you give many gifts. Proverbs 4.23 gives one piece of wisdom that summarizes the entirety of the book. In this translation, it says, keep your heart with all diligence. In the translation I grew up reading, it says, guard your heart above all else. Guard your heart. That means be picky about what you listen to, what you look at, what you think about, who you spend time with, where you go. It's not prudish or religious or legalistic. It's protecting the most valuable thing you own, the most valuable thing about you. And once you start slipping, it's hard to regain your balance. Guard your heart. That's the thinking out loud thought for today. And frankly, the rest of your life. You've been listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. When you become a patron of Out Loud Bible Project, you help make the Bible accessible for people who desperately need to know they have a role in this conversation with God. To learn more, visit outloudbible.com and click support this project. Thanks for listening.